What's up? So today I have one of the most up and coming agents who's been killing in the real estate game. His name is Offthob Dylan, AKA the Off Market King. And today I'm gonna to be asking him a lot of questions in terms of what he's been doing in real estate, what his day-to-day -day life looks like, and what he thinks about, you know, all the questions that you would wanna know in terms of the real estate industry, his personal life, um, getting to know his mindset and things like that. So very, very excited to have you off that. Excited I mean, to get started. Yeah, I know. Let's so let's, let's do this. We wanted to do a YouTube video for a very long mm -hmm. time. So this is going to be our first video out out of many of the videos that are going to be coming out soon. So if you don't know me and off that work together, we are with our crew, Armani and Associates, where we have a lot of fun in-house, where we literally take over different cities, different provinces, and we sell a lot of real estate throughout Canada and also U.S. Um, as, as of now. So... Uh, off that, introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what, uh, you know, they already know you as the yeah. off-market king, yeah. he's a specialist at getting off-market deals, and mm -hmm. there's been a lot of new and interesting stuff that's been happening <laughs> in Off-Thob's life, so yeah. we want to kind of poke in, you know, trying to, trying to get you guys to um, a full eye view of what's happening with him in his life, um, because a lot of people are curious, and I think mm -hmm. uh, they want to know, so yes. let's, let's give them an uh, insight to it. Yeah, I show a lot of my life, not all of it, so people never really know what's going on, Yeah, but you pretty much know the most because <laughs> yeah. we're always together, <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of it, I guess, is going to come out in this video. Yeah, we spend, yeah. If for, for those of you guys who don't know, I think out of 24 hours in a day, we're together at least 10 to 15 hours in a day at all times. Easily. Like, uh, you know, if, if, I, if, if, if you asked me if I had a girlfriend, I would say it would be off <laughs> and vice versa. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, so start off with uh, so what's what's new what's what's going on in your life what's uh, what's real estate looking like in 2022 for you what's mm -hmm. what's the scoop what's the inside scoop on off that Dylan's life right now well 2022 I see a lot of opportunity I'm just trying to make some big moves right now trying to acquire as much as I can yeah. well there's a dip in the market a lot of people are scared perfect time for someone like me to get in and acquire as much as I can yeah mm -hmm. so for those of you don't, who don't know he just moved to the city which we live in now together in the city of Windsor. We both used to live at Brampton before. So this is a big transition because we were Toronto-based, you know, we were living in Brampton our entire lives. We both kind of uprooted ourselves and moved to Windsor. Yeah. So why the move Windsor for you? I know what it was for me, but for you right now, this is all we want to know. Why did you decide to go to Windsor? And what was the process like? Why did you think this was the right time to move to a smaller city? rather than living in a city like Brampton where you're used to growing up? At the, when I first started thinking about it, it was I was thinking about the opportunities here, especially investing in real estate. Mm -hmm. But then when we started coming down here and spending more time here, I saw the lifestyle changes that you get here. It's so much better. We live by the water. We go on the water all the time. We can go to Detroit, travel a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. Lifestyle is just way better. Down there, you sneeze and your neighbor says, bless you. Yeah. Down here, you have space <laughs> to breathe. You know, for those of you who don't know, Brampton houses are literally, like no matter how big or how small of a house you have, you are most likely going to be like this far away from your neighbor because all the houses are subdivision lots. And unless you're like living in an estate mm -hmm. lot, which only 1% of the people are in Brampton, the majority of the people live in communities where you know you have a neighbor right next to you. We have neighbors here right next to us as well, but there's a lot more free area to maneuver and move around. Lot sizes are a lot bigger. So that's definitely good for a change. And people are so much nicer here. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I feel like people in Windsor are just a lot more nicer because they have less financial stress. Oh, 100%, they're, they're more laid back, they're not yeah. stressing all the time. Yeah. They have, when you have less worries financially, everything else is stressful. Oh, for sure. Because especially mm -hmm. over there, I feel like there's a lot of immigrant population mm -hmm. and they don't have a choice but to work two to three jobs. Yeah. And the main purpose or the main focus 
of a family living over there mm -hmm. uh, for majority of the people at least is yeah. just making sure the household runs yeah and a exactly. lot of people are stressed yeah and they're burnt out and when you get burnt out you lash out on people around you and that, that's what you see in those bigger cities exactly and that's where the lifestyle i think also is uh, mm -hmm. different because people over there you know it's very expensive to live in a city like that um, just because the house prices are so much more higher than house prices for what you can buy in Windsor. Yeah. So drastically the difference in just the correlated cost of price, I feel like people are working so much harder just to sustain their household mm -hmm. and to make sure they're afloat because they have mortgage payments and the mortgages yeah. are huge compared mm -hmm. to houses here. Yeah, right. For sure. Just think about what you could get for it. So just for example, what, what house did you live in in Brampton and what did you sell it for and what did you buy here and what was the square footage difference mm -hmm. and like what was the difference in terms of price and, yeah. and the space? Yeah, so in Brampton, the house I had was about a 40 by 70 foot lot. Okay. Sold it for 1.3. It was a average size home, just about 3,000 square feet. Yeah. Now the house I got here is a 70 by 140 lot. Yeah. Way bigger yeah. for, I bought it for, it was like 850, 875, somewhere wow. in there. And your house is nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah way bigger, yeah. better house. And yeah. it's just, it made so much sense. Exactly. So you literally doubled your square footage of the lot mm -hmm. just yeah. alone right there mm -hmm. and then the price you took yeah. off you shaved off half a million yeah, dollars exactly. yeah. so half a million dollars in savings yeah. in terms of your mortgage is a big big yeah, difference exactly. so you pretty much have to work a lot less harder to live and upgrade your lifestyle oh thousand percent right? yeah and i feel like a lot of people there like our, all our families, I'm Indian, he's Indian. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't need to rent your basement, it just <laughs> becomes a thing where people just rent yeah. your basements and it add, like the house hack. Yeah. So house hacking is a very common thing in cities like Mississauga, Toronto. It's very common. Um, and you know, they, they just, like if you ask us if we ever use our basements, I don't think we ever use our basements. No. I spent so much money on my basement. I think I threw almost 100K at my basement, made it top notch and I never go in there. Yeah, <laughs> here or over there? No, right. here, here, here. Over right. there, yeah. Over there, I used that basement all the time because there was no space to move around. You had yeah. to go to the basement. Yeah, you were actually one of the only people that didn't rent the basement, so yeah. even in Brampton. Yeah. So you guys had a good lifestyle there yeah. like that as well. Like, we lived in a 6,000 square foot house in Brampton, and I still rented my basements. We had two basement apartments. We kept one to ourselves, and we still rented one just because it's a thing to do. And it was just, you know, created extra income pays for the regular expenses. It's a great way to house hack and to gather income just to, you know, supplement some of your daily day-to-day -day expenditure. So... Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool. So, what 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 is it like like right now in terms of your friends, family? I'm sure you left a lot of friends and family mm -hmm. back home in Brampton. Yeah. How do you uh, how are you dealing with that? Well, at the start, honestly, it wasn't too difficult for me because we, we were already friends. We were exactly. hanging out all the time, yeah. so we came together. So it was like direct transition. If anything, we moved actually closer than we were back there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we ended up now. I could just <laughs> run to your house if I need to. Yeah. Down there, it was a drive no matter what. Yeah. But. The, the people who were scared was the rest of my family. Yeah. Like my, both my uh, parents, my sisters, they did not want to move here. Yeah. They, were, they were so scared. My sisters, I actually took them to the university area, showed them, <laughs> like, I showed them like a crack house. And I was like, guys, this is the house I got. And my sister was just crying. She's like, what did he do? And then I brought him to this side of the city. Which is, what's uh, Lakeshore. Lakeshore, yeah. yeah. So the crazy part is for people that don't know, if you come to Windsor, a lot of people associate Windsor with just the downtown core of Windsor, which is right underneath the Ambassador Bridge. And a lot of people that go down to the Ambassador Bridge, they get worried because they're like, wait, this is all Windsor is. And Windsor is just 100-year-old wartime homes. And this is where we're going to live. But that is such a misconception because mm -hmm. Windsor actually is a beautiful city. You have to check out areas like LaSalle, like Lakeshore, mm -hmm. and Tecumseh. There's yeah. a lot of new development and houses. Like there's billionaires that live in the city, yeah. for those of you that don't know. Mm -hmm. There's legit a billionaire right behind us. Yeah, exactly. Right now. 
And uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, a guy like that would even live, he can live anywhere in the world. Why yeah, would he exactly. choose to live here, mm -hmm. right? So obviously there is something that attracted him to be in the city. And it's not just the, um, you know, the proximity to the borders, obviously mm -hmm. one of those things, but it's just a lifestyle here is very nice laid back. Yep. But people are really nice. Yeah. You have a lot of things to do. You have the water right, right available to you right away. So like if you want to go on the water, you just, the boating culture here is very, very, very huge. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, I, every time I post stories of when we're out on the water yeah. and the boat party is going on, people are always like, are you in Miami? Because <laughs> like, that's, that's where you see that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Windsor also has four to six weeks more of summer mm -hmm. than other cities. So if you're in the Toronto, if you're in Brampton, we get warmth for four to six weeks more. And it's usually more milder win winters here rather than... Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we don't get deep snow that yeah. maybe once or twice in a winter season, yeah. but easily clears out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in terms of, okay, so tell me a little bit about, okay, now let's dig in a little bit more deeper now into your portfolio and stuff. So I know you got into real estate. Mm -hmm. How long ago? About a year ago now? Yeah, yeah, just over a year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And in that year, so we started off in Toronto. Yeah. That's where we started off. Yeah. And then when you came here. So when you were in Toronto, talk about the real estate possibilities that you had available to you as an investor, not as a realtor, mm -hmm. and how did that change by you moving to a smaller city like Windsor? Yeah, so back in Toronto, whenever you talk to any other person in real estate, the first thing you heard was invest in pre-construction condos. <laughs> that was the, that's, that's the main thing, everyone runs off that. Anyone's dad, uncle, brother, sister, they're always like, oh yeah, I just bought a pre-con, I just bought a pre-con. Why, why and do you think that is? It's easily accessible. Yeah. They're, they're buying projects way down the line, hoping for that down the line money, yeah. which works. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong, yeah. but when, when we started looking at Windsor and you were showing me the opportunities here, I was like, wow, why am I going to wait for four or five years from now for the project to finish up when I can start developing those assets and making that money now? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the main reason also is I think a lot of people are capped out in terms of their mortgages that they can yeah. buy in a city like Toronto because mm -hmm. just the cost about yeah. like of what you're buying. A condo is costing you $600,000 starting. If a condo, like a bachelor or one bed is costing you 600K, people that are just starting off investing, it's a big mortgage. They yeah. cannot get qualified for that. Yeah. So what they try to do is they try to put money away into a pre-con project and then they wait over three to four years where they can save up enough down payment. Yeah. But now think about it, you wasted four years of your life yeah. on one investment, mm -hmm. right? Whereas moving to a city like Windsor, yeah. what you did is you can find a full house for $300,000 where you can literally have a mortgage that is half of what you would buy that condo for. Mm -hmm. It'd be very easy to qualify for that mortgage. And on top of that, that mortgage is being paid off by the tenants just because the rent okay. is double of what you would actually get in, uh, in Toronto for the same $600,000 condo. Like for a $300,000 house, you can still get $2,500 rents plus mm -hmm. utilities. Yeah. And that covers your mortgages and all expenses. So you're pretty much netting zero dollars out of your pocket but you're netting a lot of money in your pocket from cash flow perspective mm -hmm. and exactly. that expedites your um your yeah, investment exactly. process and yeah if you're smart with the cash flow as well as you take into account the appreciation you can grow your portfolio so fast exactly yeah. exactly over here you're making money three ways over there when you're buying pre-con you're only making money one way which is appreciation yeah. over here you're making principal pay down right and you're getting money in terms of appreciation on top yeah. of that mm -hmm. and then you're also getting cash flow on yeah. top of that so you're making money three ways so Three ways to one, that was yeah. good enough reason for me and you to move down here. Yeah, and, uh, and and so to talk about your life now, a year later after the move to Windsor, how many properties do you have now from where you started a year ago mm -hmm. and how crazy has that experience been? And yeah. You just bought another property, so yeah. congratulations. 
Thank you. And he stole, <laughs> yeah. and, and he stole that property. Yeah, that was a steal. Right? So um, we want we want to get back to that property a little later. Yeah. But just talk about your portfolio, how it started off when you first started mm-hmm. a year ago to now. Yeah. Think about how much more you know. Oh yeah. Right. And what was that building of your portfolio like? Yeah. Even uh, right off the bat, I remember right away. I was I was being very picky, trying to find a house, and then you were like, "Just go buy something." Yeah. And I went out the next day, bought a single family house. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, I just bought a house." Yeah. And why and did you Why did you buy that house though? Because why did I tell you to just go buy something? Because you were like, "It's gonna make money. Everything, yeah. ca- mo- most of the things are cash flowing." Yeah. You're like, just run the numbers and buy it. Exactly. I went there. I was I was being picky over little things. I'm not living in this house. I'm renting it out. Right. If the numbers work, I was I, I should buy. Exactly. And then the next day, I ran the numbers on this house. I was like, it's making money. I'll just buy this one. Yeah. It was. I got it. At, it was a good deal at that time as well. A great deal at the time. Yeah. And that time, the market was really hard to get into. Yeah. So what you got at the time was, and this was a five percent play. So yeah. that's why I told him at five percent. It's irrelevant what you're buying. Just work on your numbers. You have to be very detached from the property emotionally. You can't be emotionally attached to a property and thinking about the things that you want in a property that you would want to live in. Because this is not for your purpose to live in this property. Mm-hmm. This was for your purpose to solely make money and generate yeah, income from Exactly. So if it made sense for 5% play, and look at it now, how much is it cash flowing you a month on that first property? Oh, it's cash flowing easily $1,000. And I still haven't finished the basement just because yeah. that cash flow from the upper side is enough to not bother me to go in and finish the basement. Exactly. So yeah. 5% down payment, taking the power of investing. Yeah. 5% down payment, first time home buyer, bought his first property at 5% down again. I'm gonna re- reiterate, 5% down at 400K. What is 5% of 400K? 5% of four, about $20,000. $20,000 is giving him $1,000 a month in mm-hmm. cash flow after everything being paid off. So in one year, he recaptures $12,000 of just cash flow. So in one year, he has over 50% of his down payment back in his pocket. Mm -hmm. The house is literally free in two years. Mm -hmm. And it's still paying itself off and it's just a constant money making machine. Yeah, exactly. And then from the first property, since you saw that, how well that worked out, now you went to your second and third and on and on. And he just bought another property. And Mm -hmm. this property is very cool. This property he bought in a creative financing way, mm-hmm. which is called a vendor take back agreement. Mm-hmm. It's a VTB. So talk a little bit more about that experience. Yeah. So so I had a about $170,000 that I did a cash out refinance for, and I was looking for the right multifamily play to put it in, because interest rates are higher, numbers are tighter, so you really gotta find a good deal. I ended up finding a duplex. I was looking for something bigger, but this deal was too good to let go. It was a duplex that I negotiated down to three thirty-five. So three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars wow. for a legal duplex. Wow! Which is yeah. like by any standards, even in this market, yeah. one of the very, very hardest impossible deals to find because duplexes mm-hmm. are still ranging from four hundred to five fifty range. Yeah. And four four hundred is like on the lower end of you know stuff that needs to work. So for you to find that at that yeah. price, you made money on the buy right away. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's a big duplex because the upper unit is a full three bedroom with living spaces, kitchen, bathroom, yeah. everything. Yeah. And downstairs is the same setup with just two bedrooms. Yeah. And the location is yeah. prime. It's yeah. very close to university. Mm-hmm. So it can be rented to either students or it could be rented to families to live in. So yeah. that was a, that was a great buy. So in terms of the down payment, how did you structure that? Because you, yeah. so to talk about how you found the property, how did you source this? What was your thought process yeah. like and how did you end up uh, acquiring this asset? So this property wasn't listed. It was off market, of course. Off market king, yeah. aka after Dylan. <laughs> My favorite thing is whenever you find off market properties, you can make the deal work for you. It's not listed. There's no bidding wars. You're not arguing with 
other people in the transaction trying to overbid you or yeah. like ruin your deal essentially, yeah. right? So I'm dealing with the seller one-on-one. I'm not even acting as my own realtor. Uh, I'm acting as my realtor, but we're not doing it like a normal real estate transaction. I actually called the lawyers, we dealt with the lawyers, they did the whole transaction. And the way we set it up was I gave them $100,000 down, which is well above 20% down for a property like this. However, he gave me a five-year fixed mortgage at a 3% rate. And just so you know, at the time of this recording of this video, what is the interest rates right now for me? They're running between 5.2 to all the way to 5.7. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So he negotiated a 3% rate when the banks, as a first mortgagee, is giving you over 5% rates. So you're saving money on your principal just by paying, you know, he's yeah. giving, he's holding the mortgage for you essentially yeah. instead of going to the bank. He gives you the mortgage, you give him the $100,000 and the rest of the portion because the guy who owned this property previously, he had this property paid off. So he's a mortgage holder on that property and he's making monthly payments to that guy as the bank. So for five years at 3% and he locked that interest rate in, that's unheard of. So, yeah. and the property, the price that you got it for on top of that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think about it like the, the mortgage amount on it is 235 Yeah. because it closed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like 235 before that would have been a huge amount, but now I'm thinking about it, I was like, that's a minimal mortgage. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. If you just rent one of the, one of the units, yeah. right? That pays your entire, yeah cost up front oh, and yeah. the other units just exactly cash yeah that's your fun play money yeah because right now my mortgage and expenses are coming to just under a thousand dollars all in <laughs> yeah which that's less than my car payments yeah <laughs> so i yeah. for, for less than my car payments i'm getting a whole legal duplex yeah. and just one unit i already have tenants lined up to pay me 1500 plus utilities mm-hmm. without even going in and doing any extensive rentals or anything so in other words a lamborghini or a connor a lamborghini aventador is coming soon on its way <laughs> because we just increase the cash flow to a point where there's so much extra buffer that he's making now so he should live a little bit right wrong no we're gonna take that money we're gonna reinvest it mm-hmm. double down, exactly. down and then over time you're gonna build a mm-hmm. massive portfolio and then after you build that massive portfolio that cash flows imagine having 10 houses like this yeah. you don't need to work anymore yeah. in canada what do you think is like a number that you would need to have a very comfortable living like you don't have to like you you don't nobody owns, owns your time anymore what's that number in canada uh, a month a month if you're making even 10 grand at I a think low, so too. Yeah. 10 grand a month if you're making yeah. no one owns your time yeah at 10 grand a month I think you can have a very comfortable, comfortable living yeah, comfortable. very comfortable living at $10,000 a month because at $10,000 a month it allows you to do you know a lot of things obviously you can have a lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. but you can have a comfortable living at 10 grand yeah. a month mm-hmm. right? and that's passive that's passive yeah, yeah. so passive. if you're making a thousand on one property now if you have three or four properties and you're making a thousand upwards of 1500 depending on let's just say thousand dollars a month cash flow yeah. and you got 10 properties built up yeah. and let's just say five years which is yeah. a very realistic goal yeah right well, very realistic right yeah so five years you build up 10 properties that's it yeah 10 properties giving you 10k a month yeah what else can you ask for yeah it's super comfortable lifetime at that point that's where you you'd work out of passion not out of necessity exactly and i feel like that's what people a lot of people have to do is they have to get out of the rat race that they're in because mm-hmm. they don't comprehend you know, if, if you associate your time with money always and you're selling your time for money, you're never going to get out of the rat race. You have to either be, you know, in business for yourself or you have to think of yourself as an investor for you to break that mold of what's been traditionally taught to us. And that's something that, you know, us being this age and breaking that mold already, like I've been financially retired for the last six years, mm-hmm. right? You know my true situation. Yeah. I, this is not just, this is not just a break, but this is something that I've built because I've 
done my grind years way earlier, right? And Aftab's financially free now because he actually built that for him, right? So that's that's been done in one year. He expedited all of that in one year. And that's crazy because you don't, a lot of people, you know, you can't compare his journey with my journey, my journey with your journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think the mistake that people make yeah, exactly. is they compare themselves to other people. Yep. You have to go on a journey of your own and you have to kind of mm -hmm. embrace and enjoy the process of what you're going through mm -hmm. because it's, it, that's the fun part. You know, those, those grind years are the days that you're going to be rem remember at the end of the day and you're going to say, here, remember those days when I used to do this, but you have to make small, small, small decisions yeah. over time that usually have a big impact. Yep. And, um, and and these are small decisions that you're making, mm -hmm. which might be a big decision to some if you're buying one property and if you're on your first property, it looks like a very big daunting task, mm -hmm. but it's actually not that scary. I would just encourage you to just get into the market and just get your feet wet and buy a property, but get the guidance that you need. So this is just one of the first videos that we wanted to create to try and mm -hmm. you know, give an insight into how we think what we're doing in our day-to-day -day lives, especially for Aftab. This was more about him today, so I wanted to make sure that you know you understand that people can just start and get involved into real estate. You don't have to be a realtor to be an investor. Mm -hmm. So investor, you know, being an investor can change your life completely, and I think that's more significant. Um, real estate is something that people should get into only if they enjoy selling real estate, and that's mm -hmm. completely two different things. Um, but uh, but yeah, any last words for for the people watching this video? Yeah, no. Um, earlier you start, the better it is. If I could accomplish this in one year, when I started when I was, let's say, 24 now, yeah. and now I'm 25. Yeah. But imagine so if, I started, if I started when I was 20, I don't even know where I would be today. So Like 25 years old, look at how wise this guy is already. Like <laughs> crazy, right? At 25, like it, it's, it's crazy where, you know, you have to set these goals for yourself. And he actually was determined to set these goals for himself, surround himself with the right people, and that's how this happens. So you have to make that change and impact your life in a positive way. I'm really proud of what you're doing. You're absolutely crushing Appreciate it. That. I want to see what the next five years look mm -hmm. like for you because that's going to be the most exciting part. So mm -hmm. by the time you're 30, we're going to come back to this video yeah. and we're going to see this video. We're going to say, damn. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, we're going to laugh at this video. Yeah, we're going to be like, yeah. oh, we were so short-minded. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be on a yacht somewhere yeah, exactly. in the Caribbean or something or Mexico, your favorite place. But <laughs> we'll see. But yeah. that's appreciate you as always. Yeah. For all Thank of you, you that want to follow Aftab on all the socials, his socials are going to be down below in the link. So please uh, make sure you check out all his Instagram, TikTok, the Off Market King. If you're looking for anything in Windsor, Windsor is a home that we run and operate, and this is something that we do every day. We can literally show you guys how to curate and find and build your own portfolio, but not only in Windsor, in anywhere in Toronto, anywhere in GTA, Fort Lauderdale, America, and, and Florida, and Texas, you name it. We're literally expanding very heavily right now, so I'm very, very excited about what's coming up next, and we're gonna be doing a lot more of these videos, a lot regularly, a lot more regularly, of course, and uh, I'm very excited to have you guys here, and stay tuned for the journey. Thank you for watching.